Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Carrie Donahue, in for Rebecca Ibarra. It's Monday, June 6th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. High school graduation parties in South Carolina and Texas, outside bars in Tennessee and Arizona, on busy commercial streets in Philadelphia and Phoenix, 11 people were reportedly killed by gun violence over the weekend, and more than 50 were injured in mass shootings across several U.S. cities. Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly pretty much summed it up at a press conference. I'm tired of standing in front of you talking about guns and bodies. Here's some good news for desperate parents. The Abbott plant that fueled a nationwide baby formula shortage is up and running again. The Michigan plant previously shut down in February after its formula was contaminated. It left parents scrambling for months. The company is now working with the FDA to get formula back on shelves within a few weeks. Russia launched airstrikes on Kyiv on Sunday and more or less called it a warning shot, saying Moscow would hit, quote, objects that we haven't yet struck if the West delivers long-range rocket systems. The airstrikes hit just a few days after the U.S. said it would deliver $700 million worth of support for Ukraine, including four precision medium-range rocket systems. A small trial of a new cancer drug has returned some stunning results. All of the patients are now in complete remission. According to the New England Journal of Medicine, the trial involved 18 subjects with rectal cancer. All took a drug known as a checkpoint inhibitor, which improves the body's ability to target cancer cells. And now, all 18 are currently cancer-free, with no major side effects. After being on the wrong side of a stunning comeback in Game 1 of the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors bounced back in Game 2 to tie the series with the Boston Celtics one apiece. The game was roughly even until halftime, but Steph Curry and squad blew things wide open in the second half. Game 3 tips off Wednesday at 9pm Eastern. We'd love to hear from you with any of your thoughts you have about the show. Write us at the refresh at insider.com. Coming up, maybe you've heard a master's degree is the new bachelor's. We're going to talk with one expert about why many of those master's programs really don't pay off in the end. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Calendly, Gong, and HubSpot. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. The House January 6th committee is getting ready for its first public hearings this Thursday, and lawmakers on the panel are hoping the primetime coverage will bring a new sense of urgency to what they say was a conspiracy to overturn the election. That's what the committee's vice chair, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, called it in an interview with CBS's Robert Costa this weekend. Do you believe it was a conspiracy? I do. It is extremely broad. It's extremely well-organized. It's... um really chilling. 
A group of gun enthusiasts in Texas are asking for gun reform. They signed an open letter published in the Dallas Morning News asking for expanded background checks and raising the age of purchase to 21. Over 200 Republican donors, including some who contributed to Governor Greg Abbott, have signed the letter. And they say they support Texas Senator John Cornyn, who is leading bipartisan gun reform in Congress. A gunman with a criminal history allegedly killed the former judge who sentenced him to prison back in 2005. 68-year-old John Romer was shot in his Wisconsin home Friday night. Authorities have learned Romer was one of many would-be targets. They reportedly found a hit list, which included Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Kyle Rittenhouse and Texas A&M University are having, let's call it a difference of opinion. Rittenhouse, you'll remember, killed two people at a Wisconsin protest in 2020. He was acquitted of murder. He said on a podcast that he's going to attend Texas A&M and that it's going to be, quote, awesome. The university disagrees, not about the awesome part, but about whether Rittenhouse will be attending at all. It says he has not been admitted. Tom Cruise had another great weekend at the box office. Top Gun Maverick scored big for its second week in theaters, proving fans still love the action star and are interested in the sequel 35 years in the making. At the other end of the box office, Sony re-released Jared Leto's Morbius, a Spider-Man spinoff. The thinking was, viral memes about how bad it was might lure people back to see it as a joke. It didn't work. The movie tanked again. You've probably heard that a master's degree is the new bachelor's, especially if you're a millennial or Gen Z. And if you pursue a higher degree, you expect that you'll earn more money in your lifetime. But for many fields, that's not the case. And combined with crippling student loan debt, many master's holders end up worse off. James Murphy, a higher education policy analyst, is here to tell us why master's degrees are a scam. The idea is that if you want a job that will pay you well and earn you prestige, it's not enough to get a bachelor's anymore, right? So is this even true? If you look at master's degrees from a really wide lens, it sure looks like it. The median income of somebody who earns a master's degree is going to be about 20% higher than somebody with a bachelor's degree, which, you know, yes, please, right? If I could earn 20% more, like, why would I not do this? The problems start appearing, though, when we start looking a little bit more closely. Yeah, you actually wrote a little bit about the fact that some degrees, like law school or med school or dentistry, those actually do pay off in your lifetime earnings. But there were other ones that were like big gaps. I was really surprised, particularly by MBAs. The, the degrees that tend to pay off tend to be in STEM fields. So you think of things like engineering, computer science, and nursing. The degrees that tend not to pay off, however, are in fields like the humanities, the arts in particular, theology, and most strikingly of all, business degrees. About 60% of MBAs actually get a negative return on investment from those degrees. It's not even a question of like, does the degree pay for itself? It's that you actually end up in many of these fields making less, probably because you're being funneled then into jobs that you think like, well, I have a master's degree in English or a PhD in English. And you, you head for uh, a career that you will very likely end up making less than say, if you were just said, well, I have an English degree and I can write and let me go work for, you know, in communications for a large corporation or something like that. That's fascinating and a little terrifying. But what's the harm in this? I mean, what is the downside? Say somebody just wants to get that master's degree. 
So the downside, I think, is debt. People who get a master's degree tend to borrow much more frequently than people who get a bachelor's degree. And debt really gets us then into, I think, the, the actual like scam part of all of this. Um, because there's a reason students take on so much more debt. And the difference at, in master's schools is that when you get a loan for, for a master's degree or any graduate degree, the, the loans are, are essentially uncapped. You can borrow as much as you need the problem is that uncapped money is something that colleges then looked at and said, oh, we want that. Look at that. Somebody just opened a fire hydrant and there's all this cash coming out of it. So over the past decade, 9,000 new master's programs have been created by colleges. If someone's thinking about going to grad school, is there any easy way to tell what might benefit in the long run? Any transparency here at all? I think transparency only goes so far, right? People just feel like, oh, I really want a master's degree. So I think a, another question that anybody considering a master's degree has to ask themselves is, why am I doing this? If you think you should get a master's degree because other people have told you that a master's degree is the new bachelor's, please don't get a master's degree. <laughs> If you're gonna get a master's degree, you should say, I wanna get a master's degree to earn this skill, that skill, and this skill. I wanna graduate with the ability to do two things that I couldn't do otherwise. And if one of those things is get a better job, then no, you, you, you haven't done enough research. Uh, James, one of the things you wrote about is that this disproportionately affects women and people of color who often are the folks that are sort of most convinced that in the job market that they should get a master's degree. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's an incredibly important component of all of this. And, and I think a reason why we absolutely don't want to blame students alone for getting a master's degree. We don't want to say like, well, this is your choice um, to go $70,000 in debt and, and therefore it's your problem and your responsibility. I think we have a shared responsibility for this. The majority of people getting a master's degree are women. And the reason many women and the reason many people of color go into a master's program is because there's a wage gap. Women earn less than men do, um, and people of color earn less than white people do. So a master's degree seems like a good way to cover that wage gap. And it might even do that, right? You might even get the master's degree, come out and get a job that pays more, but then you've got $100,000 in debt. Many people who get a master's degree do indeed think that it's worth investment, but we do have to reckon with the fact that this is hitting, again, women and people of color more than anybody else. James, thanks so much for joining us on The Refresh. James Murphy is a policy analyst and writer. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Bye.